Anyways, this game had a little bit of everything in it. Of course, the Hurricanes win on Long Island, 5-2, in a dominant performance after Game 3. And this is what we wanted. This is what we wanted to happen. This is what should have happened. This game had power play goals. It had two goals by one Seth Jarvis. It had a rookie come out and just, just match our system perfectly, but we'll get to all that. Real quickly before we get into today's episode, follow me on Twitter at Colin Homeice if you don't already. But this morning I appeared on the Storm Solo podcast with Brad and Ray. Long time good friends, but on the show many times. And uh, I was proven wrong on so many things. I was asked, do you think they're scoring the power play? I was like, no, that's insane. Why would that happen? I was asked if Ajo would score. I was like, no, he snake bit because he's at the franchise record. It's going to take him at least a few more games. Welp. I was wrong, so if you want to hear an entire podcast of me being wrong, it's linked down below, or you can search The Storm Cellar wherever you're currently listening. Brad and Ray are always there for a good time. But, without further ado, let's get into the show. 9,393 days of frustration, and on the 900, 394th day of NHL existence, the Carolina Welcome to Home Ice Advantage, with historical perspectives, modern-day deep dives, special guests, and a healthy mix of good, bad, and or hot takes. This is the best place for you to learn about your Carolina home games. I just want to say thank you, and I'm looking forward to this challenge. It's an honor, and I think we're going to do great things. Starting off with the first period, as you do, the game actually went towards the Islanders. The Islanders controlled much of the game in the first period, but it was a power play goal just four minutes and five seconds into the game from Seth Jarvis that gave Carolina an early lead. And yes, you heard me right, it was on the power play. Five on three for Carolina. Burns surveying. Back out, it comes to Burns, Buckley's bouncing on him, it's loose, comes across, Jarvis scores! Seth Jarvis on the power play gives Carolina a 1-0 lead in Game 4. A lot has been made about the officiating in this series, both by New York Islanders and their fans, and by the Carolina Hurricanes and their fans. And most of the complaints are real. Missed calls, calls that or very questionable, it was just all around a bad time to be an official in this series. And it seems like they got fed up, officials that is, at the beginning of this game. They decided, you know what, I'm tired of hearing about me missing a call in this series. I'm tired of me being bagged because of this series. Because in the fourth period, seven penalties were handed out. Seven. Thirteen total in the game. At some point, and... To be fair, as the game went on, they called less and less penalties, but there was also less and less infractions to be called because they decided, you know what? We're done. 
I, I don't want to hear about bad officiating anymore. We're going to call everything in the forest. And that's what they did. And even though normally Carolina would not score on the power play, they did this time. Just one of the many things I got wrong on the Storm Cellar this morning. But they were also able to carry that lead into the forced intermission, exiting a period where, honestly, they did not play their best hockey. And the reward for making it through the forced period was the two-minute roughing penalty called against Matt Morin at the end of the forced for um, roughing against McEachern. I'm hoping that's right. That's the rookie force game. Haven't looked at pronunciation guide. I'm hoping that's right. Um, but yeah, Matt Martin just out of nowhere comes from behind and hits him uh, when he wasn't even looking. I know, shocker. Who would have guessed Matt Martin would have done such a thing? But it was all okay because Mick Eachdorn, I'm just going to call him Big Mac this episode. I'll get his name right the next one but for now big mac uh big mac is fine we go into the second period and one minute and 15 seconds into it martin natchez makes the islanders pay under a minute to go on the power play for carolina burn sliding to his right onto the stick of Aho. puck comes across natchez scores Second power play goal for Carolina. They now lead 2-0. Carolina would continue to find their game in the second period, outshooting the Islanders, which is important. But overall, they played 5-on-5, five five, which is also important for Carolina. The only penalties of the period came from Brock Nelson for interference against Martin Natchez, which was definitely interference, and then Carolina's uh, Big Mac for holding. And whatever. We move on. But importantly, I have been saving a tweet in my draft folder for, I don't know, since before game one. Since before puck drop of game one. I drafted a tweet about Sebastian Ajo scoring his 20th playoff goal in hopes I've been able to use these year. There's no guarantees. But his now 20th goal in the postseason as a Carolina Hurricane leads the franchise an all-time postseason goals. Ajo already holds the postseason record for assists and points, and he's just one of two players in the entire league that currently hold all of the postseason scoring records for their franchise, Kucherov and Tampa being the other. We're going to play this goal, and we're going to enjoy this moment, and then we're going to talk about a few of the other things that happened in the game, but ultimately none of it matters. Canes win, they now lead the series 3-1, coming back to Raleigh for Game 5. Let's hear the goal, and then we'll head downstairs to hear from the coach and his players. Bad turnover here, 2-on-1. And for the turnover by Romanov, Ajo scores! I also forgot to mention, very importantly, this was the first point as a Hurricane for Big Mac. I really apologize about his name. Anyways, uh, going into the third period, Canes are up 3-0. It's a great time back in Raleigh, but a fourth goal would be a backbreaker game winner early into the third period. And that's just what Seth Jarvis delivered a minute and 20 in. Now, like two minutes later, Nelson would make a good play, taking the puck away from Ranta, who's trying to put his glove on it. It gets to Pelic, who scores, who makes it 4-1, but whatever, does not matter. 
Big Mac would score 14-01 of the third period. That is his first National Hockey League playoff goal. And just what a game for this kid. He had, what, he served four penalty minutes, he drew a penalty, an assist on the Ajo goal, and a goal of his own. Horvat would score with uh, a little less than three minutes remaining in the game, but who cares? Absolutely no one. That's what I know. Hurricanes win, and let's hear from the coach himself and his players. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. Rod, or the bod, which one do you before? You know what? Doesn't matter. Any update on Jack Drury? No, I don't have anything to tell you. This afternoon's win ends the eight-game road game postseason losing streak, which is kind of a mouthful to say, for this team. It was the longest it was the fifth longest streak of its kind in NHL history. Does that make this win a big win for this team? Or does the fact that you guys went up three to one make it a big win for this team? No, I, again, I've been asked that a few times. And it doesn't even enter my mind as an issue. And I know it doesn't in there. We don't even talk about it. Uh, so uh, it feels to answer the other party question. Sure, it feels good to walk away with a win. That's a definitely no doubt about it. Is opportunistic a good way to describe this team that just seems to keep pushing through? adversity and every time someone new joins they seem to work out yeah that's probably a good way to describe it i mean obviously we're short-handed up front like you wouldn't believe and just keep finding ways and it's impressive you know mac hadn't played a game for us all year comes up and had an impact in that game so uh it's really good on him you know happy for him because i mean he deserved it he played well in the minors he, but he was hurt for a big portion of the year and um, so anyway, you'd like to see that when guys, you know, earn their way to the league and have, have a nice game. Did your spidey sense tell you how well Mac would fit into the system and how productive he would be in just his first game in the big club or with the big club? I watched, you know, last few games of their season and because, you know, you just never knew we were shorthanded. So I'm like, what if we need a guy? And he just jumped off the page. So that's why I say he, he earned the call up number one. But then, then you talk to their co- the coach down there, and I talked to Brock this morning, and he's like, "It's a no-brainer. This guy will help you." So it kind of it's nice when the guy who knows him the best is like, and I know he's going to endorse his player, but and he also knows we need you know we need help, and uh, so it, it was easy decision. Seth, how impactful is it to have scored that forced goal on the power play and then get too early on, on against a team like the Islanders? Yeah, I mean, it was huge on the power play. Uh, Jacko took a took a heavy hit there, and he, he's hurt, so you never want to you never want to see that happen. But to be able to capitalize on that was uh, was huge for us. I mean, five on three, you have to score. You don't get many of those, so you have to you have to take advantage of them. And then, yeah, I mean. Theoretically the same play, backdoor uh, for Necce on the second power play goal. So, I mean, we're, we're finding ways, and uh, it's nice, nice to get uh, rewarded. Mac, what's it been like for you to not only get the call-up, but then also play in a game, and then within that game, get two points, um, pretty impactful points? Uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been pretty interesting. I kind of had an idea I was uh, going to black ace or practice with the team after we lost, uh, or sorry, after our season ended on uh, Sunday in Chicago. 
And then uh, th our plan was for me to come here Thursday, and then it was kind of a stressful day. I was supposed to just fly to Carolina, kind of get settled, but I got a call after uh, Turbo went down that I was going to fly from Chicago, Carolina, hop on the plane, and then go from Carolina to New York. So it was a pretty stressful day, but once I got here, it was pretty good. Seth, how does it feel to win your first postseason road game as a Carolina Hurricane? Unbelievable, yeah. It's, it's good. It's nice to, nice to win one not on home ice, and I mean, I think it... Uh, it only helps us. You can, it's not good when you, you can't win on the road and only win at home. So it's nice to nice to take one here and uh, just going to Carolina. Hopefully, you're looking to end it. And, and why did why did Matt fit so well on the line tonight? I mean, he's got yeah, he's got he's got look at him. He's got experience. He's a big body. I think uh, he helps out. He, he's a great player. Helps out like you can tell by. I mean, you see that pass to Fishy. That was that was a really high end pass. And then his goal again. I mean, anyone that can make plays like that, I feel like skate well, big body. It. Uh, it worked well, and I mean, he's a great guy, so it meshes well with that line. When you are playing against a team that's a little undisciplined at times and really undisciplined at other times, how do you use that for your advantage? You, want, you got it. No. Uh, you're on fire. I mean, <laughs> thank you. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. You just uh, you just want to stay out of it. You can't you can't retaliate because that's what the rest are looking for. Is maybe not the first one, but the the return punch. So you just gotta you just gotta swallow your pride and eat it a little bit and hope that. Uh, the hockey guys kind of work it out, and and they they take those 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 penalties, and then just try to score on power play. Can you describe what it's like to have Auntie playing behind you? Because I mean, some of the saves he's made have just been downright incredible, and you guys seem to have some confidence playing in front of him. Yeah, he's been he's been great for us. He's been a, a steady, consistent. I think just the way he's yeah, like you said, making it look calm, not. Uh, not moving too much, not overreacting to pucks, and I think just knowing he's back there playing his A game, it uh, it really helps everyone in front of him have a lot of confidence. Again, the Hurricanes now take a 3-1 series lead into Raleigh on Tuesday night. I want to specify that no one should take anything for granted. This series is not over. Do not count the chickens before they roost. Ranta continues to be the difference maker in net because all he has to do is be there, be consistent, and keep them in the game, which he has done successfully except when the team gave up on trying to play the game at the end of Game 3. But if anything, this game shows that if Carolina keeps their emotions in check and plays their game, they will win. But you also cannot expect them to score two power play goals in every win. It's just not going to happen. Brent Burns continues to be a difference maker from the blue line. Again, factoring in tonight, I believe, I haven't checked the updated stats, but I believe he still leads the Hurricanes in points so far into this postseason. I want to point out that we should all be giving a little bit of slack to Martin Natchez, who's definitely working through something, and he's not the only one. At time of recording, there is no official word on what's going on with Jack Drury. We know Terry Vinen will be out indefinitely. Jack Drury, we don't know. I don't want to speculate on anything, but, you know, we, we just don't know. So, from here, we go into Game 5, only wanting one thing. A win. It can be a dirty win. It can be a greasy win. I don't care. It just needs to be a win. Hell, a blowout would be cool inside PNC Arena to clinch the series. But again, all we need is a win. One more game. We have to win one out of the next three games to move on to the second round. That's all we need. 
Auntie Ranta is clearly going to be staying in the net. I see no reason why Rad Brindamore would want to pull him, let alone is going to pull him. And let's just all hope that in Game 5, Carolina controls the emotions, and they are able to be Sorokin. And ultimately, if you've watched anything, and I heard Adam Gold talk about this in pregame today, and then I, watching the game, I saw it. Sorokin allows so many rebounds, man. And in case you don't follow me on Twitter, at Colin Home Ice, anyways, um, you would know, or wouldn't know, that the Hurricanes led the NHL in rebound goals this year. Led the NHL. So... I go back to leave someone in front of the net, just always. Again, listen to the Storm Cellar, where I believe it was Ray who suggested, you know what, on the power play, put two people in front of the net. I don't care. More bodies, more problems for the Islanders. That's all we need. As always, thank you for listening to Home Ice Advantage. Please follow, like, rate the show if you haven't already. Follow me on Twitter if you haven't from the three times I've mentioned it already, at Colin Home Ice. Check out the Storm Cellar, link down below. And until Tuesday, a potential series-clinching game. Go Canes!